0: Welcome to episode 255 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. All right, guys, welcome along to episode 255 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James. Oh, so how you going, mate? Good. Hit me, Bevan. What? Hit me with the l Oh, that's right. It's normally, Nor- so normally we have water. Normally there's water. I, I was saved it so I could do the chh on the show. Listen to this, guys. Listen to this. Oh. oh. So for those overseas, probably
1: don't even know what LMP is, John. Anybody who came to on epic camp, we went past... Uh, Pire- bottle. we went close I actually diverted us around the town you can probably hear it pouring, John oh yeah it's called lemon and Pyroa drink so it was a lemon fizzy drink Devin hasn't got any boiled water going
0: so I've got no boiled water but I've got some Alan p left over from poker the other night Yeah, and so look at that John we're going to be fighting. we'll probably be flat in the first half of the show yeah, kind and we're hyped up in the second exactly. half
1: so we still have to boil our water in Christchurch and that's why we're drinking
0: Alan p that's why we're drinking Alan p okay John Uh sponsors <laughs> you know, coffees of <laughs> For um coffee that tastes as good as LMP. p A place where you can tell your friends about LMP.
1: And Extreme Endurance. And I've got this one. What? You can wash down your Extreme Endurance tablets with a bottle of
0: LMP. Oh, look at that, John! LMP. You guys overseas will just be jealous because you don't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, John. In this week's show we've got some news. We've got an age group of the week. Are we going to cut stuff out? Because our yeah. interview went longer than we thought. Yes. Okay, so we'll, we, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what's happening in the show. It's the mystery show.
1: We have got an interview with Marilyn McDonald from um, endurancecorner.com talking about some sort of strength, swim strength components and how she's overcome a few of her swimming issues. So uh, wait for that.
0: See so what I've got there, John? Whistle. A whistle, can I blow it? Don't blow it. Can I, no. You can blow it, but not too loud. would be very really good podcasting, with it? i yeah, got a whistle because I'm tr- group training and I've got a whistle on the man with the whistle okay John well the big news this week and we've got lots and lots of emails about this one and I think it's a have Ray Lurtz a million dollars to win Kona I don't think it is you think they can get first and second yeah you I think they I th- can I, 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 it's, it's like it's if, achievable it could happen
1: if you picked out if, if you said to me right give me give me five, the five guys who could potentially win Kona this year I'd probably have both of them in there Um, even though the, the other Ray Lurtz is going to be on debut he's so awesome at halves don't think it's an unrealistic expectation.
0: So do you it. think case well, Casewiss are obviously doing this for PR as well. Oh, totally. And so let's give them some love. Go, Casewiss! Um, have an insurance policy, I would they imagine. must have. They must have insurance policy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it, I mean, like, it must cost them a lot even for the insurance policy, mm-hmm. because the insurance policy would be based on the chances of it happening. Insurance mm-hmm. companies aren't mugs; mm-hmm. they have an it so. Well, it's
1: just just like when Armstrong, you know, there's the chance of him winning seven times, he had an insurance company to pay him out and that's why he got in the crap when the drug stuff came out and the insurance company insurance wouldn't pay out because there was questions about his uh, drug taking and I stuff. didn't know that so, John so yeah the basic I would imagine they'll have an insurance policy based on that and I would say you know it's not a you know we have had a few stupid things happen and that's sort what's of saying you know really
0: unrealistic times and things like that like right, Challenge Monica that one time yeah Yeah, where they hit like you can beat the record or if you get 8, 8.20 where no one had even got close to 8.40 yeah Yeah. You
1: know, but but I think it's it's a long shot, but I don't think it's totally unrealistic. So good on K-Swiss um, for putting something out there.
0: And um... Okay, John. So, so I think we're going to... I don't know what discussion of the week is this week, but I'm vetoing it. Oh, okay. Because I think this is a good discussion of the week. Let's say you're second place in Kona and one of the Ray Lurt's is miles ahead. You can't win it. Yeah. You're in second place and you're catching... No, you're in third and you're catching the other Ray Lute brother mm-hmm. and they're both in first and second. He turns to you and he goes, Mate, I'll give you hundred grand if you let me get second. Would you do it if it was a choice between getting second or third? Yeah, probably would, to be honest. Yeah, because um, that's the real thing, isn't it? This could be, that, that, it could be gamed. you would be negotiating on the way. Give me two hundred. <laughs> give me two fifty. But you know what I mean? Like, you, it, it could be gamed, couldn't it? Yeah. Let's say we're coming into the run, because mm-hmm. you know, athletes need to make money, mm-hmm. and the railers, you know, the go, "Well, look, mate, you you we're close. I can, I can bet you here by, you know, I'll give you hundred grand." I think you're right. If it was between second and third, yeah, not for the win. If it was for the win, no, cause say no, the would... win it wouldn't be. But if you're if, if you're, you're like you catch up to the other racer who's in second, and you know you're going to beat him, yeah, but then he turns around and goes, "Mate, I'll give you 100 grand," yeah. And, and what
1: sort of negotiating would you do on the track? we have got to add a little bit to it. Not just whether you do it, but how would you sort of okay, negotiate? Okay, so how would you deal? make it appealing? Yeah, how would you negotiate? Yeah,
0: okay, is 100 grand enough? <laughs> yeah. You turn around and go, no, mate, give me 250. Yeah. And you go, okay, I'll give you 250. <laughs> so that's going to be coming up on... Because it could be gamed, couldn't it? Oh, totally. And, mm. uh, well, I don't know what the law is. It can they stop them from gaming it? Like, I know, yeah. Because it does happen, gaming does happen in races, doesn't it, when it comes to money? I'm sure it does. Have you ever done it? Let one of your teammates beat you because they get more of a paycheck. No, but it it certainly happens in terms of points. In Formula One, you see it happening. It's not
1: supposed to happen, but, you know, yes, interesting. But I think it's a great initiative by K-Swiss, and it just adds a bit of excitement to a week where we don't have any bloody news.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what, John? I got really angry last week.
1: And I don't get angry much. much. No,
0: because I'm a lover, not a fighter. And... I got angry because I, I went into did CrossFit. I've done three sessions, and I'm, yeah. I'm, it's very hard. And I'm enjoying my body being this sore. But I turn up, and I did quite well the first day. And so the next day, that guy goes to me, "You should go to the CrossFit Games." No, and I, and I did not know anything about it. And there's no way I'm, I'm not that good. Yeah. I'm not that strong. I'm quite fit, but not strong. But it was nice that he asked. But he goes, oh, "They've got two hundred fifty thousand dollars prize money there." Yeah. And I, and, I, and I was riding home. And I thought CrossFit, what it's been around for two years. Yeah, you know it's a two-year-old sport. Okay, maybe it's been around for five years. It hasn't been around a long time. It's not a professional sport in no sense of you know. It's it's very much a new sport. There's probably not that much sponsorship. You know, it's not a big Mm. industry yet. Mm. And they got two hundred fifty thousand dollars of prize money in in their games. And I and I thought, how come? And I know we go on about this, Mm. but how come our pros are getting such poor money? Under a company that makes so much money, mm. you know, I just, I just got really frustrated because I was like, "Wow, here's CrossFit, who've been around for a bugger all time, and they're putting on their yeah. games, and they can afford to put out 250000 bucks, which is probably similar to what Iron Man are doing. Yep. but they don't have all this industry behind them yet. And I imagine in another five years from now, CrossFit games, you'll probably win two million bucks. Yeah, you know, and I just, it was just one of those times where I thought. We don't treat, treat our pros well. We don't. It's, it's, and I was just... I, was, I got angry, John. Okay. Calm down now. Yeah, because arms are for hugging. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It, I agree with you. It sucks. Yeah. So, you know... Just, but we're doing our little bit here. That's Bevan's rent of the week. Nice. Of the yeah. year. I get one rent a year. <laughs> one a year. Because I'm not angry like Tick you. that box. Okay, then road to Ironman UK. It was, so there's an
1: off-road Ironman coming oh, to UK. Sorry. Roger Lawton Spence sent us through the link, and I can't actually read it on that endurance... Oh yeah, you might just click on that. Um, we'll put a link up on the site as well. But there yeah, basically a new event's going to be up next. Endurancelife.com. Year, and it's a, a, an off-road Iron Distance race, which is more Alpine. Cool. Yeah, I'm a little bit more Alpine. <laughs> um, so thanks for sending that through, Roger. Interesting, going to be uh, interesting to see what happens there. Coming up this weekend, we've got Oceanside 70.3. Always draws a pretty strong field. Sort of first Northern Hemisphere half Ironman of the season, so plenty of guys racing there. And then the only other piece of news is John's ITU
0: update. We'll back it up just, just for the record for those overseas who don't drink LMP. It yep. does look like you've gone for a pee. Yeah, with pee with f- P with fuzz. With yes, fuzz. yeah, fuzzy mm. pee. Mm. Anyway, um, okay, John. So you, you oh you went to Maluna Bar last weekend. We Maluna Bar at the weekend. Oh, so wait. So Tell me about day. your flight.
1: I flew over with uh, Pacific Blue. Oh, check flight! Give them the big ups. Their magazine is excellent. It had oh. heaps of really interesting articles in it, so really? that was good. Because normally magazines can be hit and miss, can't I, they? The airline the ones are usually crap. They're just telling you about a destination. Yeah, trying to sell you. But this was the one I hate.
0: Is, is it? Oh, is it Jetstar? Where mm-hmm. they have the people from each area telling you about their local. Yeah. Or, but it is really tell come to my business, yeah. and it's like come on.
1: Yeah. So on the way back with Jetstar. But anyway, you get what you pay for. It it's a flight, so perfectly fine. Good
0: flights. So your accommodation was good combination was fine
1: right to, pretty close to the beach in Malulabar. bar you go to the beach yep and that's the thing i love australia awesome climate stuff but you can, there's nowhere in the world i think where you've got it all you go down to the beach on the first day the beach is no joke it is absolutely covered in beetles oh really there's something i think when the, somebody told me i don't know if this is true or not the moon comes out and sometimes these beetles comes out oh, they, they didn't come out the next day but it was just covered in beetles everywhere so it was pretty gross yeah. but other than that. That is one big event in Bar, man. So tell me about it. Um, so it started off uh, on Saturday, they had the men's it's World Cup. been going for years, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So World Cup is a level below World Championship Series, and it was bloody good racing. Um, several breakaway attempts on the bike. They go over a hill eight times or nine times. Yeah, it's like a
0: climb there. the get it. Yeah. yeah. Could, yeah. It's, it's, enough. it's enough to break it up, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah. And um,
1: one thing I'd encourage you guys to have a look at is on a number of the triathlon websites, I know... Um, Slow Twitch have got it on their website. They've got a um, Courtney Atkinson, who's a top Australian guy, had a camera on his bike during the ride. And so he showed some of that stuff. And it's really hairy stuff. They're coming into transition, and, and with a turnaround point in each lap, it goes really, really narrow. And all those guys are jostling for front position. It's very much like a sprint in Tour de France, well, not quite yep. Tour de France, but really pushing hard to get up there. It's pretty full on. Just for transition? Yeah, because you want to be right yeah, in front. Yeah, Yeah, if you're at the back of 50, 50 60 guys, you've lost 20, 30 seconds, yeah. potentially, going into the runs. So,
0: so it gets really aggressive.
1: Yeah, and um, I don't think... Those guys get enough credit for how hard they ride. It, it's, it, it's pretty full-on some of the time. Really? But there is some, it's like a bike race. Sometimes and this is only second bit. tier? But it was very much a first-tier race, a very, very strong field. Um, bad news. Potentially the bad news for Macca is um, that the main guy who's probably sitting in the third spot for Australia, Sexton, um, I think it's first name is Brad Sexton, was on fire. He has become gone from being second a, tier. a good, good, really good guy he in a world class performance So uh, how did he go? He got second but he was leading he had to serve a penalty on the run 15 second uh, penalty, he yeah, was in the build. front and then he managed to bridge back, got up to second to Brad Cardfelt who's one of the best in the world beat Gomez, beat Laurent Vidal beat a very very strong field so Macca's going to have an awfully big uphill battle to beat that guy, but on the plus side um, the fourth Australian, I don't know where they got, I should have actually looked at the results, but there's a big gap you've got three Aussies that are very good and uh, but then fourth is and miles, is off. miles off. So basically,
0: at this stage, you're thinking Mech is fourth, and it's going to be a challenge for him to get into that third slot. Yeah,
1: the, the way that guy ran, he was looked on fire, and really? if he can maintain that. I can't see Maca being able to run that fast. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but so, an exciting race, race. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, really good. Um, it came down to the run. There was lots of breakaways on the bike, but the run. You know, they were the group, and there was a bit of jostling and stuff. So it was good. Good, really good challenge. The age group race on the Sunday is huge. Really? Oh no, too big. Um, it didn't. Didn't seem like there was chronic drafting, they really spread it out all over the morning. But then I went out for a little run and just trying to cross the road, it was like you, c- you couldn't cross the road because it was just, just a constant, constant stream of yeah. people. So people looked like they were loving it. It's they put on a fantastic show, and um, and it's a nice,
0: nice venue. So the so. big news for New Zealand was Nikki Samuels took out the female race. I didn't get to see that, I came oh. home before
1: that, but the weather was pretty crap. But she broke away. It put uh, her so it's ever, a significant
0: race for her, isn't it? It's a
1: big, very, very biggest result for her ever. Yeah. Um, so her and another girl, Daniela Reef from Switzerland, broke away. Put two and a half minutes in the field. Wow, it's massive, um, isn't it? Mm. And it's one of those things you just get out there and it sort of sits and sits and sits and on the last lap apparently they got an extra 50 seconds because the pack sat up.
0: Ah. Um, It It is is funny when you get away. It is about breaking the pack, isn't it? Mm. Because what happens is when you get away, like a lot of you guys will know what I'm talking about here, but for those who haven't done much cycle racing, if you can get away, the pack will work for a while, Mm. but then some people get sick of doing the work at the front. So if you can stay away from the pack long enough until the pack breaks mentally, where everyone gets pissed off of everyone else not doing the work... Then, then you get miles ahead of them too because you're working with the people you're run with. So yeah,
1: and they just sit up and and so they cut, charge up. I mean she beat again a very, very quality field. She beat Emma Moffat um, and Rivera's and and those are two of the best girls in the world. And the whole field was was strong. again so awesome result for her and my boys, one guy punched it, took him the race. He was oh, like, my, he was, he was a sort of incumbent in the team. So, in the under twenty threes, and then my other guy, uh, I had two other guys racing, and they ended up getting second and third Kiwis. And it was like kind of first took all. Took all. Um, but one of them was leading the whole bloody race going on at the run. He's a very strong runner, but he just ran out of juice. Oh, and then no, the way too hard. Yeah, well, then, and then the other okay. guy was. Uh, was still a great race, finished second Kiwi. So I got second and third Kiwi. It was like the, a selection race for New Zealand, but unfortunately first took the took the glory. And they go to what? Well, they don't get a team now, it's only a two-man team. So go
0: to what? To World
1: Champs. Uh, okay. So, OK. Mm. But still, good results by them.
0: Hi, then. uh Coming up, you already said that, didn't you? Ironman Auction, John. Pretty exciting news. We're just about coming to close. There's still some items up
1: there. Um, the links are still up on our Facebook page, and we have a link on the website. How are they going, John? I think to they, be honest, I'm out of touch. The other ones, I think, are closing... We can check that in a minute. I think they're closing tomorrow. Now, that's Mirinda Carfrey's shoes are still a bargain up there. When I checked last time, they're only at two hundred and two bucks US. Oh, get and, on it, get on! Because those that record that she set, I reckon that is going to stand for a very, very long time. Two fifty three. Oh. We think about the guys' times last year; they were very, very quick. That time, great conditions. I know she may well get a lot better, um, but I just think that that record could stand for a long, long time. So. Rune Kafre's shoes are still up there. You've got uh, Rhodesy and Joe Lawns package, which also has an I am Talk jersey in it. Um, and then you've got a couple of mini little packages um, that are going plugging along quite nicely. So we're also going to have a couple of other events coming up. Uh, a couple of other items going up there in the future. Just events. You know, a few other people have said they'll give us entries into races. Oh, so wicked.
0: people just keep delivering, John. So
1: we'll hopefully just we'll just announce them as they come along. So it's all going well, and we've exceeded expectations.
0: We were well, we going, when when were you when you first said let's let's do it, we were thinking ten grand, weren't we? Yeah. And then things kind of kicked off pretty well, and we thought maybe fifteen. Yeah. And John. Give us, give us the. Wait, thank you very much for your kind donations. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. What's what's the final figure yeah, we're so far? We're over twenty thousand dollars, New Zealand. Twenty thousand dollars, guys. So that's awesome. We, like we can't thank you guys enough. First of all, there's a few people we need to thank. We need to thank um, all the race organisers who gave us events. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to thank all the pros who gave us the gear. Um, all the companies that gave us free stuff to give out um, just and, so, and then uh, so we'll, we'll
1: give all the people that actually won the auctions a bit of love next week I'll have a bit of a list oh your name on the show yeah you get your name on the show if you oh. buy something so there's another enticement to get out there and bid this week
0: wait a i I'm going to say everyone so because I think if they gave us this stuff we need to give them some love so we've got the Challenge Family Vineman, Monster Racing Hood to Coast, Relay, Norseman Chrissy Wellington, Craig Alexander, Von Van Vlerken um, Bevan Doherty, Gina Crawford, <coughs> excuse me, Marinda Carfrey, Joe Lawn, Terenzo Bizzoni, Brian Rhodes, Andrea Hewitt, Sam Wariner, Rachel Joyce, Ultimo Clothing, DCMSport.co.nz, .com, .com, sorry, um, Coffees of Hawaii, Blue 70, Going Long, Going Hard, the DVD with John right. on it, Xlab, O2 Creations, Extreme Endurance, Salt Sticks, Oomph, One Hour Workouts, and the Tri Calendar. Nice. So, everyone there... um, massive thanks awesome and then yeah, thank you to everyone who went and bought the stuff yes and also people who donated to the show yes we've got some people who donated this week some pretty significant donations yeah I think
1: I'm uh, John I'm going to give him I think I'm think i going to call him John Big Balls Barnes <laughs> Big Balls he seriously came to the party and <laughs> his uh, big balls and that helped us get well get over that 20,000 so <laughs> what you call I don't know he he put a big contribution in (laughs) bloody good effort I coach him as well so he's fine (laughs) Big Bulls (laughs) Barnes Big Bulls Barnes no hold on hold on um no, I'm changing that. No, Big balls Barnes, Rocks. Or Triple B. You could call them Triple B, bands. Why Triple B? Well, Big
0: Ball's Barnes. Uh, if... Okay, so it depends what you're telling John. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if it's the kids at school. I'm yeah. Triple B. Triple B. John, Triple B. <laughs> Boys at the pub, I'm yeah. Big balls Barnes. No. Oh, don't tell the wife about that, <laughs> Oh, I love your work. You need to write we'll that do, work we'll down. We'll do that next week. Okay, we'll do that next week. Next week, we'll tell you about what the money's going towards. Mm-hmm. Um, at this stage, we'll let you know it's going towards sports focus, helping people get back into sports. So uh, that's one thing that's really, really great. Sponsor, John. Pull up uh, Athlinks here, Bevan. Okay, I'm pulling up Athlinks One here, John. thing
1: you can do um, that would be really useful for Athlinks is if you've got, they've got obviously got a Facebook page as well. So if you're a Facebook regular, um, just give them the old I like. Now, just put in here, um, go events, events. Put in, and type in um, Oceanside 70.3. Um but you can basically just go on there and onto their Facebook page and give them the old I like and just help spread the word of Athlinks to the people that don't know about it
0: already. Um but one well, have just about hit five thousand John on, on Facebook. So let's let's get on there this week. Yeah. Go on there and hit the five thousand mark. Nice. Um click
1: on that one there. Top yep, one. Top one. So one thing you can do that we've talked about is um adding events to your calendar. So oh, if you great. if you go up if you go onto um Athlinks.com, and you if you put up the event that's coming up, and if you are doing it, obviously go click add to my calendar. Once it's added into your calendar, then other people can see whether you're racing. So, so we've got the Oceanside 70.3 coming up this weekend, we've got Bob Foyle racing, Jennifer Perino, Jonathan Needle, Richard Alley, Kelly Hefner, and Justin Ewart. Um, and you just see who else is racing there, and you can also, if you're a, if you're signed in, you can actually send those people a little bit of encouragement, saying, hey, kick butt this weekend, or, yeah.
0: I'm, you know, I haven't seen you for years, let's say, if you want to catch up after the race, so. Or you can see if you're gonna be, like you've got people who your goals times. so mm-hmm. let's say, you know, Justin's doing five hours, and you're hoping to do five hours, so you yeah. can maybe. Go
1: Justin, I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah,
0: hello, my name's Devin, I'm gonna smash you. Yeah. He'll love you. Yeah. You'll be best mates in no time. So, it's just one of the things, so
1: two things for this week, if you can give Athletics the old I like on Facebook and if you've got, you know, if you know the events, you confirm. Maybe the major events you're looking at, you know, for half Ironman or Ironman, get on there. It'll probably be up on Athlinks. If it's not, add the event. If it is up there, add it to your calendar, and then people can uh,
0: see what you're up to. And you can always pimp this blog, John. Look at that. Pimp this blog. Okay, so athelinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes. Okay, so this week's discussion. So last week's discussion, I'll pull that one up, and then we're going to talk about the one I've already talked about. So last week was uh, sent
1: in, and again, it was another popular one, sent in by um, Ben Seashore. Shaw.
0: Yeah, uh, after a tough workout what do you grab to eat basically and, and someone had a really good one no, Tim Gardner uh. the wife <laughs> I don't think he meant it like I um, did I read that and I thought oh that was sensational <laughs>
1: Um but yeah I've got to say the seashore has come up with some
0: he's been on fire hasn't he admittedly uh, when I read both of both them I thought mean, week, 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 week but hey what do we, what, know? What do we know exactly I got a little Neil McLaughlin he's, he goes for a chocolate milkshake it's a popular one yep. Um Andy
1: Howard Zip, uh, Zip Vit Recovery Bar. Oh, nice Tim Gartner, the with the wife. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damien Brewer, protein shake with a dollop of honey
0: is I can't seem to find a protein shake that I like. Do you know what I think you should do if you've got a nickname? Because yeah. on Facebook it doesn't have your nickname. Oh. So maybe we could do like a, a hashtag your nickname before you write your answer. Do you know what a hashtag is? No. Because on Twitter you hashtag things. Right. Yeah. If you're, not, if you're not my friend on Twitter, join me as a friend on Twitter. But. Yeah, go hashtag um, which one's for hashtag John it's um just a hash you mean yeah hashtag that one there hashtag yeah, yeah I know what a yeah. hash is yeah yep so if, you, if you've got an IAM talk nickname and you're doing discussion of the week put hashtag after your name and then put your nickname in so then when we right. say the name on the show yeah. we know it's your nickname yeah, okay like anyway um, Gary Smith waffles with Nutella mm. Frank Duck chalk milk peanut butter on bagel then an ice bath <laughs> Let's go down. Oh, let's have a look Christ, down here. She's, she's got a lot. got a lot of them. You guys like your food? Here we go. Edward uh, Dudlink link the food. Nice, <laughs> nice. I go for Ultragen and a banana. Although I'm usually craving craving for a burger with a white and black and white milkshake. Mm, different. Christine McKinlay double contribution this week. Nice. Usual recovery
1: meal is baked potato plus tuna. But if I'm totally ravenous, I get straight into the peanut butter jar.
0: With a spoon, or oh, Brett won't like to hear about that. Or spread some on M's Power Bites. Nice. Jens Do Olsen, chocolate milk and recovery bar after a long workout. Beer and burger after a long race.
1: Jamie Swanson, at least one Soren, Soren loaf, UK's favourite fruit and malt bread
0: after a long ride, sixty plus miles. Maybe two if I skip breakfast before riding. Jabe's um, Dv. Uh, chocolate milk, which is I'm picking, all chocolate milk, and I chocolate milk mixed with double espresso.
1: Nice. J- uh, Your Al depends on the stage of my training. Base training, nothing, nice. nothing for an hour or two to teach my body to burn fat, only water. Two, build up training, Endurox, um, four point one carb protein ratio, and high in argine to speed up recovery. Three, when he's peaking, Red Bull. I'm going to say that word <laughs> may help control anxiety and stress. Common in this period.
0: There we go. Yep. He's, yep.
1: Okay, John. Okay. What's yours? Um, I'm like a number of people there. I'll go for a basically a smoothie. So, my stock standard smoothie is. You do?
0: Because you. you like, I was always impressed with John because we're both tight asses. There's no denying it. Yep. That's one thing we've, we've got in common and yep. can't deny it. And, but he always had the, the frozen berries. Yes, frozen, and they're berries. not cheap, John. No, they're not. No, no they're, I was always. You don't need to the any berries. of those.
1: So basically, frozen berries, banana, some high fiber protein shake um, stuff, milk. Sometimes optional yogurt. Optional blender. Done within about you know one minute or so, and I'm talking probably a good you know half liter at least of that. Yeah. And, and then, subject to how shattered I am, coke. And then uh,
0: come on, let's be honest, John. You're leaving one thing out.
1: I, I do quite like my peanut butter on toast, but I can't eat peanut butter. Break it up. There's one
0: and thing else. What else? Bigger chips. Oh, like, you do go for the chips. I'll be at your house training. after a few training sessions. Yeah. And now come the chips. A potato crisps for your pommies. <laughs> potato <laughs> crisps. What's your favourite, favourite flavour? Salt and vinegar. So, can't beat it. You know what, John? It was funny because all my life I didn't like salt and vinegar. <sighs> I know. And I was always chicken or, or green onion. And Just But then, in the last few years, I've opened my eyes, John. Just because salivating so just thinking about it. Oh, I love it when I've got lots really of really salty. Yeah, and they really
1: burn. Really salty.
0: oh I love it. For me, I did go for the shake. Um, mm-hmm. I tended to go for. Um, I just went banana, a little bit of honey,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then uh, I, I didn't put protein powder in it to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I put a lot of yogurt and cinnamon.
2: Oh, oh, nice, and a, little
0: cinnamon. Cinnamon, eh? cinnamon a little bit of cinnamon. <laughs> so I was too cheap to buy the berries. And then other than that, I used to mainly just go for sugar. Yeah, I know you meant to go for your, you know, your low GI foods and all the rest of it, but I did tend to go for sugar. <laughs> so there
1: you go. The chocolate. I think um, you got to look at things that easily. You can easily take in. You know, if you come out, if it's middle of summer and you've come in from a long hot ride. Um, sure, there's the exact things you're yeah. supposed to take, but you really want to take things. You've like, got your energy in, don't you? Y- 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 and, but you want protein for recovery as well. Yep. So And fluids is great, and if you can combine your fluids with your, you know, your carbohydrates and your protein, then it's just an easy, quick way of getting things in rather than sitting there and trying to eat a flipping several sandwiches or something like that. Yeah. So um, good for everybody contributing so freely this week, and then Bevan. Well, this week's way.
0: discussion is you're coming, third and Kona catching up. One of the Ray Lurt brothers. Yeah. You're coming up, you know you can easily take out second. Mm-hmm. He turns around and he goes to you, I will offer you $100,000 US yeah. to let me have second. What's your reaction? What was you, would, you, would you take it or would you negotiate harder? Yeah. Or would you say, no, that is wrong? Yeah. So I think that hopefully we get more than Ben does. Yes. Yeah, because Ben's been doing really good lately. Okay, let's, let's put some music on, go. John. Here we go, let's put some music on. Age group of the week okay, and this one is sent through from Matt Miller uh, message that's what it says at the beginning message uh, what info do you need my mate Anthony Parker got its first in the age group of, of 35 to 39 in Singapore 70.3 today he has done this through hard work and consistency over a number of years he has been trained by a coach Tim Ahoon, yeah. a former fastest Australian at Ironman Australia a few years back in the day think he ran, I uh, think Tim did a 4.48 uh, or 4.6 at Foster one I, year. I
1: reckon he's talking 3.48, 3.46 there. But it, yeah. says it, it
0: does say 4. Okay, Parker's nickname is Porks. For his ability to go on, uh, his 13- Putting on 13
1: kgs in the 13 weeks post rate due to... Oh, really? So he's p- p- por- porking up. Porking he's up. It's called Porks.
0: Uh, where do we go there, but he's gone through the hard work his early efforts and times are listed in his links if it works, which he, it is working but you can see that Paul McCarty in 06, in the driving rain where he collapsed on the finish line uh, to be put in a wheelchair to be made in the local paper combined with getting the finish line to be put in a wheelchair oh I'm reading the same line, he got a 21st for the age group and he come back to Foster and he got 5th 2011 in Singapore He won it So he nice. also drinks beer In fact He was so pissed After his first Ironman In 2007 He failed to make Pres- The <laughs> uh, Presentation Prize <laughs> given Nice so, uh, so a guy Who's just kept at it And just kept improving And he's finally won His age group at a race Which is a pretty awesome Achievement and isn't it Pretty sure I said He's got a family as well Yeah uh, he does all This with a wife And two kids Not yep. the drinking well, That's yes. good to hear <laughs> Would we'll make a reasonably Interview for his training Locally okay. loaded actually He swims a lot and there we go we'll put this
1: Athlynx uh, link up there and basically list all the results but just good resolve for somebody got all the stuff going on Had it is interesting isn't there gone is to Singapore and won his age group which is uh, in tough conditions out there it's bloody hot apparently so um, very good
0: stuff. Well, I think the thing is winning your age group in any race mm-hmm. takes a real legend oh, have Bevan. you done it John?
1: Yeah. well yeah <laughs> Bevan you've, you've done it I know tell oh, us, tell oh, us about up. it tell us about it <laughs>
0: back in uh, yeah. 04, no, I think it was 05, you know, I mean New Zealand. Yeah, those are the days. Oh, I didn't even know I'd won it, to be honest. Yeah. No, because you don't really know, do you? You know you had a pretty good race, so. I knew I'd, I thought I'd qualified, yeah. but I didn't want to qualify that year, so it didn't bother yeah. me so much. Yeah. I knew I had a good race, but I, I didn't get first age grouper overall, I think I got third oh. overall, mm-hmm. so I knew there were other age groupers in front of me, and it wasn't until later on when you got the results, so. go back and be first try to be first age grouper. Yeah, I don't think I could nowadays. That's pretty tough. Yeah, I don't think... Because what, Ironman New Zealand did sub nine. Mm. So even my best in Ironman New Zealand was miles off that. Mm. So I would have had to have had my best day based on what's happening now. And that was a hard year this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's pretty competitive from now. It is. Uh, um, awesome
1: when you're winning the episode. Matt Millis, thanks for sending it through. And... You, when was the last time you raced as an age group? Oh, I don't think I really have, to be honest. I mean... Um, when do you do that cross-country, Well, no, I, I've, I've raced... Um, Olympic distance age group at Nationals. Um, I don't know if I won my age group or not. I don't think I did. I think somebody beat me, but I think I got third overall one year and fourth one year. I think I was second both times. So, it up to yeah. I do need to Are you going up. to Auckland
0: next year? I got, a, I got an email from um, T Rex. What, what I'm was this? pretty sure I am. What was this dinosaur nickname you gave him? D- Diplodocus, I yeah, think. Diplodocus. A good memory. <laughs> and uh, I got an email from Diplodocus T Rex, and uh, he was asking me if I'm going to go up to Auckland next year and do it. I should do it. It's in November 20th, I think. Next year.
1: Well, this, the event, the qualifying is in November 20th this year. One first race, second race away, we in And in where March. is that? In Auckland.
0: Are they both in Auckland? One's Auckland, one's Wellington. Let's mm, spend money, John. Mm.
1: Mm. Put it out there. So anyway, Age Group of the Week this week
0: was uh, Paul. An- no, oh yeah, Anthony Parker. You are our Age Group of the group. Week for winning in Singapore, 70.3. Yeah. Let's put an interview on, John. I'll put some music on and then we'll put the interview on. Sounds good. Hear some music. All right, So we've got an interview. Uh, for this interview is brought to you by endurancecorner.com. Go to Endurance Corner. The one thing they want us to really talk about are the camps that they're doing. Uh, they're doing wicked camps. We talk about Marilyn here, and we talk about it one. Sounds really great. Hey, eh? so ahead. listen to that later on in the interview. And, and uh, here's Marilyn McDonald. Yep. Lovely partner of Chris McDonald. Two bloody good athletes. Here we go.
1: Okay. So on today's show, we're very happy to have. Uh, Ironman winner and Marilyn McDonald, partner of Chris McDonald, who's uh, still cranking out the Ironman wins as well. So welcome along, to show Marilyn.
2: Thanks for having me, guys.
1: Great to chat with you. It's okay. Hey, um, an association with an association with. Oh, Bevan's got his oh, phone. on, oh, Bevan's but left it's only his the phone. Buzz. It's left his phone on, and, and association with endurancecorner.com, and we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Um, yep. in, in the past we've had. Um, a number of people on talking about swimming and stuff. Marilyn's probably going to bring a slightly different perspective to the ball game because uh, she hasn't come from a swimming background um, and a lot of the coaches we get on have come from strong swimming backgrounds or dealt with with high performance swimmers Um, and so for a lot of you guys out there listening it'll probably give you a slightly different insight and maybe um, she can sort of appreciate what a lot of you guys are going through and what we're going to focus on a bit is really strength based work in the pool um you know we can we can often get carried away with doing huge 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 amounts of technique um but some people you know as Brett Sutton said um just need to get in there and do some strength work so um Marilyn sort of talk us through your you know when when you were getting stuck into your pro career and and swimming was obviously your weakest discipline um Talk us through, you know, before we go into strength side of things, how you sort of dealt with that and in, in, in races and um, getting through it when you were always, um, you know, fairly well down after the swim.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's one thing. Obviously, I didn't – I grew up inland Alberta, and the most swimming I'd ever done was playing in an irrigation ditch. So when I started triathlon – yeah, exactly. When I started triathlon, I had never swum a lap in my life. Um and you know you can't you can't make up for that. You people who even swim a little bit as a kid, or just even learn freestyle, or you know the kids who come from people who come from competitive backgrounds, you can't you can't make up for that. That's something that when you learn as a child, um, and you know that's where most triathletes come from. They take it up a little bit later in life, and a lot of us we you get on the bike and you run and you do a lot of it and you improve. But swimming is that funny thing that if you haven't done it since you were a kid or done some form of it, it's a little bit harder to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, When I first started, I spent, you know, a lot of time just trying to learn how to swim the classic way, which was learn the technique, you know, learning how to use the pace clock, doing the normal master swim workout, swimming a lot of meters. Um, I can remember... You know, I was swimming the very to give you some perspective, the very, very first Iron Man I ever did, I swam an hour. Yeah. And then I pretty consistently swam over an hour. <laughs> so one of my best swims was my very first Iron Man ever. Um and then from there I always my best swim yet is an hour. Fifteen Ironmans later and, you know, I I never really got any faster. So I always joke that I'm, you know, a million miles later and I'm just that talented that I didn't get any faster. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just say I, I spent the first part where I was extremely frustrated because I did. I put in a lot of a lot of technique, a lot of miles. I did all the things. I was in the gym three days a week. I did the VASA trainer. I was really determined to, you know, I, I lost a lot of races. I was fourth and fifth in a lot of races because of my swim. Um, I can remember the, when I did Hawaii, I hopped out. I was dead last. I was like 25 minutes back from every, anyone. Mm-hmm. And then I end up hopping off the bike in fourth place so you know you can put that you know if i could have even just been within five minutes mm. uh, ten minutes you know that would have been um a completely different thing so i can remember you know doing millions of miles doing the strength training um dry land i even went as far as getting so frustrated i joined an itu squad and thought that's it i'm gonna swim all out every single day a million miles the hardest sets i can until i get better at this with great swimmers and and see you know if i can bring my swim down this way and i would i got to my next set of ironmans and i wasn't one second faster and so you can imagine that there's a lot of amateur athletes out there that face the same thing a lot of them don't even have that kind of time to invest into swimming um you know where they're swimming seven days a week um you know 20, 30 K weeks consistently doing the dry land training, that stuff. So they're looking, listening to me going, well, she did all that. And she wasn't one second faster. What's the point? Um, but what re- what really opened up my eyes and where I'm going with this is, is when I finally actually made an improvement where now it will be interesting that I'm going to do some triathlons again. I, I mean, it shows in the pool I'm a lot faster. Um, and truth will be told when I go to race again, But where I really learned, you know, you always everything in hindsight was it was a good idea to take a step back and figure out who I was as an athlete and where I came from and work with what I've got. So you guys had a great interview with Brett Sutton. I listened to both of those parts. Um, And obviously I I worked with him a little bit. Um, And one thing he said to me is he took me aside and said, you know, you you didn't grow up as a swimmer, you have no feel in the water, and you have, you know, basically on a talent level, no talent in the water, but what you've got is you're strong as an ox. Yeah. And somehow, all of a sudden, something clicked was, I've got something to work with. And I think for a lot of amateur athletes, and at least for me, that was almost like a light or a relief that, hey... There is something I can do here, you know, rather than just banging your head against a brick wall and what's the point, I'll just swim maybe a couple, how many people I hear say, I'll just swim a couple times and then I'll go do my Ironman, um, which we all know it's a start line and a finish line and the swim directly impacts the bike and the run, so if you're not fit in the water, you're probably going to run like crap. Mm. Um, But the thing is, is I was given a light that said, you've got something you can work with, but we've got to start back at the beginning. Um, and I and I really took that. I went, okay, well, you know, I can do two things. I can put my arm straight in the water, and I can get it as strong as possible, and pull it through the water as quickly and as strong through the water over and over again. And I could understand that. You know, my my talent level wasn't enough to understand. Okay, rotate here and feel this, and I mean, I couldn't feel a thing in the water. People would say, "Do this drill. You feel that?" And I'd look at them like, "No, you know, can you?" Can you feel this? So can you, you know, change? Oh, you change that. Did you feel that? And I'd look at them like it was deer in the headlights. And I don't feel a goddamn thing in the water. I'm just trying to breathe and survive here. Um, and but I could understand if I put my hand in the water, straight out in front of me, and pull down as hard as I can, and do that over and over again as quickly as I can because I'm five foot five. My wingspan isn't very big. My hands aren't very big. My arms aren't very big. But if I can. Just keep my arms straight so it covers a lot of, you know, goes really deep in the water. And I'm strong. I could understand that. I mean, I could lift in the gym more than most guys um, and do that over and over again. Obviously, I could understand from a cycling background if I could be strong at that and the quicker that turnover got and I could get fit enough to hold that, I'd probably go faster, at least faster than what I was, anyways. Um, so I started back with after two years off, out of the water completely, just swimming twenty five meters at a time with that in mind, um, and I would do that for twenty minutes in the morning, twenty minutes at noon, and twenty minutes at night, and um, and then built up from there. Um, so just, very
1: much, very much, basically just straight arm swimming, sort of Janet, Janet Evans style.
2: Absolutely, yep, just Janet Evans because I I say it as you know some of us people who have feel for water and have talent in water or maybe have a swim background, um, they can understand, Oh, okay. You know, I had a chat. I chat with lots of different swim people. I have great, great friends who are you know, some of the best swimmers in the sport. And they, they talk about feeling this and feeling that. And and I just look at them like, I'm, n- I'm never going to understand that because I'm so busy trying not to sink, um, and trying to breathe that, that, Never mind, feel anything i just don't I don't have that natural ability in the water now, at the same time, they may not have the natural ability on the bike that I have Can you feel that? can you you know do you understand this? do you understand how to react to this and that? So everyone's got their strengths and weaknesses um, but the key thing for me was realizing what I did have to work with, um, which was like I say, you know understanding your body type first of all, so someone who's six foot two which a lot of good swimmers are tall. No, maybe female, not six foot two, but let's say five foot seven or better. They've got pretty long arms and legs or long torsos. Um, if they're telling a, you know, five foot five and under tiny little pit squeak to, you know, swim like a canoe, they're probably not going to be able to do it. So it was understanding, um, first of all, you know, what I've got to work with and then the body type that I am and then just building in really small steps um over and over again just repeating it over and over again until it got better and better and better
1: and Uh, when you initially started doing this um you know in terms of your stroke rating your stroke count um was that fairly high and what sort of impact did that have in terms of your breathing obviously you're only doing you know if if i got in the pool and swam straight arm um, myself and basically just tried to get my arms over i would imagine first impact would be probably for myself and for most um novice sort of swimmers would be you'd get out of breath pretty quickly was that something you had to deal with um and and how did if if so how did you deal with it
2: yeah so obviously yeah i mean i wanted to do the highest turnover that i could maintain so obviously just flinging your arms over at an insane rate isn't isn't going to be sustainable and i actually had a little bit of a lesson with the canadian national um swim coach just the other day and we had a chat about this and he you know he we talked about Stroke rate and the importance of it, and he said his his definition was: you want to have the highest stroke rate you can maintain for a hundred meters. That was his his definition, and I I kind of did that by default in that I turned my arms over as quickly as I could, hold it for twenty five meters, have a rest, and knew that I could do it again and again and again and again. Um, The breathing part of it. And this is another lesson that I learned. You learn great things from all the different people you're involved with. And um, Brett talks a lot to his athletes. And he said to us, you know, with breathing patterns, you pick and stick. Um, so what you're going to do in a race is what you do. And he said, you pick now. Pick what you're going to do. If You're going to breathe to the right. That's what you do. If you breathe to the left. That's what you do. If You bilateral breathe. That's what you do. Because when you're put under pressure, you're going to always default to what you do. And so there's no sense in bilateral breathing and messing around with all this in the pool. And then you get out in the open water and you breathe every second stroke. So the first lesson he said was pick and stick. And now for me, because my balance is very poor in the water and I'm not talented in the water, I found in my stroke rate needed, you know, this is something I just said, you know, I needed to be high. um, And I naturally was comfortable holding my balance, breathing to the right. So that was my pick, pick and stick breathe to the right every second stroke and I just never change it it just um from the second I hop into the second I hop out every single swim it's every second breath to the right um and that's just the you know now it's an ingrained pattern so that when it when it's easy swimming it's easy to do but when I'm put under pressure and it's very very hard that is already there so it's not something else that I'm trying to know keep my balance and think about and it's awkward it's just something that is so ingrained it's not one more thing it's almost something I can rely on to relax when um when you're put under pressure you know you've got that um and you'll see that in really really good swimmers at high levels they've got their you know their rhythm and their breathing pattern that then when they're put under pressure you're able to rely on that rhythm and that breathing breathing pattern to relax under pressure
1: so, you know, obviously, you know, for you personally, making that change has brought good success, but obviously one of the things we're looking at today as well was sort of strength-based exercises, and and from what I've heard, I haven't been in the situation, but I know Brett um, Sutton, I think, is really big on doing some strength-based things, and, and one of the comments we had on the Facebook was from Chrissy McKinlay saying you've got her doing... Uh, Five by eight hundred with a band, boy, and paddles, and she uses the T Y R Catalyst Breets I've never heard of them before, but anyway, um, and she is probably in a similar-ish sort of situation to yourself. You know, not a particularly strong swimmer, not particularly big, technically not too bad, um, but but I think very much stalled in terms of her swimming progress. So maybe talk us through, you know, your sort of philosophy in terms of using. Bands and and pull boys and pedals and stuff in terms of actually making people stronger.
2: Yeah, um, well, like I said, when I did, I did a ton of the you know the dry land stuff for years. I did the, and I'm not saying that that stuff is bad. Um, I'm just saying that for me personally and my experience and what I've seen with myself and with other athletes is that it doesn't really often transfer into the water. So I could, you know, I could lift a ton of weight and I could pull the cords and I could do, you know. I never had, I'm not someone who, I'm fortunate, I don't have shoulder issues. So I, you know, I didn't have rotator cuff problems. Um, I could do the Vasa over and over again, really strong. And, you know, Melina used to watch me in the gym and go, you should be able to swim 55 minutes, no problem. Like, you're just, you're absolutely strong as an ox. Um, But the reality was it, it just didn't ever transfer into the water. And in particular, open water, right? I mean, it's one thing to be strong in a pool it's another thing to get out there with 1500 people bashing and pushing in a wetsuit in open water, um, completely different kind of strength. Um, so, you know, obviously prior to training with Brett, that was the, the avenue that I was trying to do where it was all, you know, standard swim sets, master's type programs. Um, and then the, the dry land-based strength stuff, which, you know, wasn't really working. And then when I went to Brett, he's very big. Obviously, you've had the interview with him, um, with the pool boy and the band. And just it's just very sport-specific type strength. Um, you know, the paddles, just they add resistance. Now, you have, you'll have two different opinions. A lot of swim people will say um, paddles for people who don't have a lot of swim experience isn't a good idea because it actually, they don't have the strength to pull the paddle through the water. So say you've got someone who's only got three days a week to swim, um, they don't really have the strength to pull the paddle through the water, so then they're actually gonna drop their elbow more. And, and in this case, they're better to have the pool boy and the band um, and no paddles, or very, very small paddles. Um, and, and just the water itself is gonna create enough of a resistance for them focusing on keeping their turnover up and doing the longer sets. You know, if you do six 800s or three 1500s with the pull boy and a band on a 15 second rest and try and do the same stroke rate and the same time for all of those, you're going to get tired and you're going to get stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then, I mean, if you are in a position where you can invest a lot more time into swimming and you are a lot stronger and you want to start to introduce some paddles, often you'll see people go to big paddles right away because they we're all we've all got an ego and we think bigger is better and we think we're all we all think we're stronger than what we are and the reality of it is that the smaller the paddle the better if you because then you can keep the stroke rate up you start to drop the elbow and lose the stroke rate the paddle's not really um doing what what you want it to anymore anyway so you know it's best if you're you see these big strong guys and they think well i'm a big strong guy i need to have the biggest paddle and you they've got these big giant black paddles and they're loping through the water and really their stroke rate is so low it's it's really counterproductive to what they need to do anyway so they're better off to have the pool boy and the band on um and and just get the stroke rate up and and get the strength from that
1: um with the the paddles comment i think um you've if if your strike rate goes to to casted, you're not really What's achieving point, yeah. achieving good things. So you've <coughs> just got to be a bit careful. And for for newer swimmers, yeah, you, know, you, you do have to be pretty careful in terms of putting those real big bad boys on. Um, they can you know tendons and tendons. And obviously, as Marilyn said, if you look, start to you know drop your elbow, then you you're completely defeating the purpose. But one thing that Marilyn talks a bit about there is is doing the pull boy and the bands. And one thing I'd really um, personally I'd encourage people to do. As if you're, a, you know, an intermediate and above swimmer, is to try to do some bands only work. It's quite difficult to get to grips with initially, um, but it certainly help keep get helps to get your stroke rate up, um, which is which is good. It works on the front part of your stroke as well. Um, so it's when you first do it, though, on Epic Camp, we have people doing... Uh, yeah, having, I always sucked at it. <laughs> we, yeah. You get a bonus point for doing 1,000 metres bands, um, and some guys who are weaker swimmers really, really struggle with it. But it's one of those things, as Marilyn said, when she started doing her, you know, started this new swimming technique, you just start by just doing 25s, and you just have a break, and you just try to master doing 25s at a time, and then you slowly work your way up. So I think bands only is, a, is another excellent... Um, Avenue to go down. One other comment we had on Facebook here was from um, Andrew Black. One of the sessions he likes to do is for dry. He does a bit of dry land work on the Vasa to start with, and then he gets in the pool. and, and Andrew is an advanced swimmer. He's, yeah, he's a very good swimmer. <laughs> um, but he gets in the pool, and he does, uh, puts on his fins when he's doing butterfly, and then he does two to three times through. 2 times 25 fly, 50 fly, 100 fly, 400 free with a pull boy, 1 times 200 um, free, moderately hard, and 100 easy, and then he repeats that through several times. So, again, we've got a swim coach here in Christchurch called Rowley, and he gets us to do a lot of butterfly. And again, for guys who are intermediate to advanced, um, I really think butterfly is a great strength exercise. Um, Marilyn, how, how did you enjoy your butterfly?
2: Yeah, I'm actually, I was really lucky. It's funny, um, out of all the strokes, um, actually, that's my best stroke. I was yeah. taught, the very, the very first um, time I was ever taught fly, I was taught correctly, mm-hmm. and I never learned one bad stroke of fly, um, and so I can actually do fly as fast as I can do free, nice. and uh, it's, quite, it's quite funny, actually. I always say if I could swim, you know, 4K open water fly, it would be, uh, I'd be a lot faster.
1: Well, why don't you just definitely. do um, – yeah, that would be a good challenge. <laughs> yeah. Go, go
2: into an eye yeah. and do an iron fire
1: fly. I guarantee but, it has never been done again. <laughs> and you'll get exactly.
2: It would be quite exciting like to see. But I um, – yeah, I definitely – I think fly is a great, you know, great addition to the to the strength the strength work. Sorry, someone else is all here. Um, they're, they'll probably, it's Daniel, actually. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: right. I'll give him grief later on saying so interrupting our show. Hey, yeah. what are some of your favorite sessions when it comes to strength? Like that you like to do yourself when you're in the pool.
2: Yeah, it's funny. Uh, when you're talking about the twenty fives, there, one of my favorite sessions is the the twenty five set. It's twenty twenty fives, um, band only. And so, but when I do band only, I do a, a, just a very very slight dolphin kick so that you don't get that L shape yeah. through the through the water. Um, you know, you want to. You keep keep the body position, keep the turnover, and it's 20-25s, and I do them, I mean, I've gotten down to where I do them on 30 seconds now, but you're basically doing equal rest. So however long it takes you to do the 25, you take that much rest. Um, and then you do 500 pull or 5-100s um, at your race effort. With the, with the paddles and the pull boy and the band, and you do that four times through with just a 50 easy between. So that's one of my favorite sets. Um, but the, you know adds up to being a pretty long set in the end. Um, and then another favorite set that we already I kind of mentioned there was the 6800s on 15 seconds rest. We try and keep the um, same stroke rate and same time for all. Um, and three by 1500 is another one that I really like, um, for building the strength endurance. And you can start out doing, you know, doing those just pool boy, um, and then start out pool boy band and then you might advance to the small paddles. And then, you know, for me, I'd never go past the yellow paddle. That's what I, that's what I use. So, um, but the, the, twenty twenty fives is just, you know, it's band only, it's fast arm, turnover over the can with a slight dolphin kick.
0: So so the thing about strength swim training, where do we want to incorporate that into our overall season? Is it that you have a period of early on swim strength training and then work on your speed work from there, or do you want to have one strength session per week or what's your thinking and where we place it in the overall picture?
2: You know, I think through the winter you can do quite a lot of it. You know, obviously you're not trying to hit many threshold sets or race specific sets or um you know, you're, you're not trying to get in those key race sets. I think it's important to keep one per week. And we really like to do them on our Mondays. You know, Monday is kind of a long aerobic day. You, you know, you're a little bit tired from the weekend. You have your pool boy, your band, and for us, the paddles. And we get in and just just did it this morning. Got in, six, eight hundreds, you know, 15 seconds rest and do a little warm up and a little cool down. We've got 5K in there. And just try and, you know, lope along, Um, the heart rate's low. You're not trying to do, you know, you're not trying to do it on a day that you're going to be doing a bunch of speed work or, you know, just one of the, on your aerobic day, one day a week through the whole season. Um, I think you can do it maybe, you know, two, three days a week in the winter when you're really trying to build your strength up. Yep. and you're not having to do this you know the threshold sets, sets and the speed sets
0: so for the winter it's really about helping to build that main, build that strength and then over the kind of the race season it's just about maintaining it by doing one session a week
2: yeah that's what i would recommend
1: yeah and um, in terms of um obviously you've got the endurance corner camp season's going to be kicking off fairly soon um are you on any of those camps and let me just fill us in on the upcoming camps
2: Yeah, uh, we just finished the Tucson camp. That was fantastic. Yeah, we had a a great turnout there, a great group of people. Um, The next one is the Boulder camp, and that's June 19th to the 25th, and both Chris and I will be on that one. Um, Chris will leave sort of midweek because he's doing Ironman Coeur d'Alene, but I'll be there for the whole thing. Um, And then I, myself and Kimberly Baldwin, she was a national um, time trial champ, Many times in a row um, on the road. Her and I are doing a women's only camp through Endurance Corner. And that's, yeah, we're doing that in July. First time ever, July 27th to the 31st. And we, it's going to be, you know, all girls based on, you know, women's needs and, and, um, you know, specific things for women's. We have, you know, some great speakers coming. Chrissy Wellington's um, agreed to come and talk to the girls and maybe even do a session with us and um, Julie Dibbons as well has agreed to come and chat and share some female perspectives. So hopefully we'll get a a good group of girls through the weekend. What
0: kind of numbers have you got for that
2: camp? I haven't been counting the numbers yet, but registration is up. There's a link on the Endurance Corner site. Um, How many
0: can you take?
2: um, We'll probably cap it at about 25
0: okay so you want to get in quick wouldn't you and and that style
1: of camp is that sort of a uh open for for everybody is it is it more of a you know epic style camp in terms of big volume or is it more of a sort of educational
2: camp um it's open for anybody but i would recommend that any female they want to be able to be comfortable on their bike for at least three hours okay Uh, so there isn't anything that you know there is there is always an option for shorter rides, and there will be quite a bit of education. Yeah. Um, we have Monica doing a, a swim lesson. We have um, a yoga class with Mara Abbott, who is um, one of the riders for High Road um, and a national road champion. So there's you know there's a lot of educational, a lot of exposure to elite females. Um, but there there will be a couple big sessions as well. So okay. it'll be good that they can ride for at least three hours.
1: And so one of the things you mentioned, um, you know, I didn't actually realize you were making a bit of a comeback on the tricing. You've been focusing on your biking for a couple of years. So what's your, what's your sort of plan on that?
2: Yeah, um, so I'm hoping to do – I'm doing a half Ironman here in a couple of weeks. Nice. And I'm hoping if I can get um, – the swimming and riding's going very well. I've been already road racing a bit this year. I'm doing a bit of both this year. Um, I'm hoping to be ready for Ironman Lake Placid. Nice. Mm, so, good on. We'll see how that goes. I've, you know, it's been a long, t- long time since I ran that far, so we'll see. But that's that's the goal. <laughs> <Nice>.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. w- wish you and, and Chris. Uh, you said he's doing uh, Lake uh, Coeur d'Alene, is it? Yep.
2: Yeah, he's doing Ironman St. George in May, oh, and then he's doing um, Coeur and and then go on from there. He's got a full season planned as always. So, cool. yeah.
1: Oh, thank you very much for your time. And as Marilyn said, if you want to find out anything about any of the camps, go to endurancecorner.com.
2: They put on
0: really great camp, guys. You know, they've got lots of variety of camps for all types of athletes, and I think this female camp would be a really great way just to mix it up for females. You've got Chrissy and Julie who came along to talk. So go along, check them out. great camps to take your racing to the next level. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Marilyn.
2: Great. Thanks for having me, guys. It was good to catch up with you.
0: Yeah, sweet. Thanks. John, I'm going <laughs> to ask a question that could be wrong. Yes. Because I said before this interview started, I said, two amazing athletes, are uh, athletes better in bed, John?
1: I don't know.
0: You don't I know. can't honestly, oh, no, uh, no, I can't. I got, I got asked that question once. This yes. a girl from the gym. She goes, I'm oh, in mean better in bed because I'm we've got endurance bed. fitness. Yeah. You don't know? I'm I'm just shocked and dismayed, John. He wanted to add some coaching stuff and I'm just saying. So anyway. um, Guys, that can be next week's discussion. So
1: I think there's some really good stuff there from around a slightly different perspective. Um, I think probably the key messages that she was trying to get across, and and I'd back up, is uh, figuring out what sort of space you fall into. Um, And I've certainly got a couple of athletes that probably fall into that similar space. To her, well not necessarily to her, but they they actually swim technically quite well and they sit in the water quite well but they're not actually progressing so we're going to be trying some strength based work with them to get them a bit quicker. Um, But there's no harm in in trying what she's been talking about in terms of the straight arms side of things. If you you are short um, like she is and you don't have that wingspan and you've really been trying every different angle you can, um, it's...
0: Worth investigating. Well, I think there's a couple of things that we need to talk to here. Uh, like for myself, I, I was like Marilyn. I'd never swam a length in my life when mm. I decided I was going to do an Ironman, so it wasn't the wisest move. But I know, no, and technically, I, 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 probably, well, I definitely wasn't the most technical swimmer out there. By the end, I could swim well, but I wasn't a technically great swimmer. But I think the thing is, is the downfall for the people like me and Marilyn is that we come in at to it with such strength in other areas Mm -hmm. and so you know like I was a pretty good runner and I wasn't a great cyclist at that stage but I was an okay cyclist and so you come into swimming and you know an intensity that's really high Mm -hmm. and so you expect to be able to have that in swimming and I know for me if I were to have done my my time again I would have spent a lot more time in the early stage focusing on how to swim well Mm -hmm. instead I just tried to beat myself up every day and that kind of still got me there like by the end I was pretty proud of the fact I got down to 53 but You know, I'm sure if I'd actually done a bit more technique work earlier on to set a good foundation in a way that would work with me, how Marilyn was saying, I would have maybe been just even faster or it wouldn't have taken me so long to get faster. Mm. So I just think that if you are the athlete out there, you know, who has come from a sporting background but with no swimming experience, to really consider not making intensity the focus early on you know eventually you have to have intensity and, and I'm sure you'll at it but if you can at least implement some time where you're doing some of the stuff that Marilyn and John talk about
1: yeah, I think the thing is um, as I think we might have discussed with Gordo is you don't want to necessarily go from one extreme go right right I'm not doing any technique work bugger that it's just a complete waste of time I'm just going to go and do this I think the best thing you can do is get yourself video analysed and you actually see what's going on like yeah. if, if you if you think oh I'm not getting any better and, and I don't want to do any technique work if you're crossing way over the other side of your body yeah. then there's definitely some technique aspects that are, that are not quite right so I think getting looked yourself looked at at swimming um if if you've if you' found like Marilyn did, did that you technically you're, you know you, you were you were okay, you've put in the mileage um you you were reasonably strong and you still weren't getting any better, then I mean, she's obviously taken this step to go a completely different direction, which is And, and the benefit like
0: she's good. taking a huge step back
1: yeah, to get t- forward exactly yeah, but um I, I would say you know look at your technique first but at the same time, spending every single session, some people fall in the trap
0: of just doing technique, yeah, doing every single session, yeah. um, I think, is a mistake you can fall into. So Also, as well, just with John on, oh. on the video thing, Yes, um, it is really important that you that you do video yourself like I know just from coming from group fit that w- you know when we teach people about movement and how to move their body correctly the best tool that we use is the video to actually mm-hmm. film themselves because we have this perception in our mind of how we move mm. and a lot of that's based on the feeling we're having in the experience and but we're not really any, getting any real feedback oh, totally. you know people can tell you but you, it's you, you it's interesting when you're with instructors you know you'll tell them a million times oh you know you need to do this one thing Mm. and and they they never change you put a video in front of them they go oh my god I'm doing that Mm -hmm. and then they change straight away and it is like John is saying "I, I got filmed and I know I used to go way across of my stroke go way yep. across the centre line and when I got filmed I was like oh that's really bad And mm. uh, but it made me motivated me to realise that I had to move more to my the other side and so filming is it's, it's such a, you know nowadays of phones and that oh, it's yeah. so easy to do yeah. and it's such a good use of time
1: now I'd especially like to thank everybody who contributed on the Facebook page in terms of the workout of the workout of the month yep. um, we mentioned a few of the Andrew Black was on there commenting um, and don't Chrissy don't McKinley and I think Ben Ben Greenfield yeah. um, was on there, and a couple of people on put on there in terms of you know some distance sessions that they did. Um, one thing that I'd just give a plug to the we'll put a link on the show is. Oops, that link didn't seem to work. Um, but oh, if, no, you, if, you're gonna get, if you're going to get if you're going to get into um, if, you know. Doing the long distance sessions, you know, your 800s, your 1500s, your continuous swimming, you know, Brett Sutton talked about, you know, he's doing 4K straight and things like that. Obviously counting becomes a real issue and no matter how experienced you are at swimming, you know, good swimmers are generally pretty good at counting but you you can quite easily lose um, touch. So the guys that swim three... Um, New Zealand, uh, so it's swim3.co.nz. Swim T3. Swim T3, sorry. <laughs> They've got every flipping swimming accessory imaginable. Um, get all your Blue 70 stuff up there, but they sent me a um, a watch that basically counts your laps.
0: And, and do you use it? I, I, counts I did, your laps
1: or your strokes? Your laps. Okay. So yeah, I, I haven't been doing a lot of swimming, but I did go and test it several times and it was it was it, accurate. Yeah, so it must have <laughs> some movement mechanism. I don't know how. Do you have um, to set it? Uh, not really. You've got to set the length of the, I can't actually remember how it's set up. It's, pretty, it's very, I set up and I'm crap at setting things up. Yep. Um, and you basically just get in the pool and it'll count your laps. So, you know, if you do a tumble turn and push off and just sort of look at your watch under the water, if you're doing 4K straight, you know, you don't need to concentrate in terms of thinking how many laps you've done. It's bloody good. Okay, and have
0: you've have you had a swim with it? I've had
1: several swims with it. The things where where I found it did fall down just slightly is if I did different strokes. So if I did backstroke or breaststroke, yep. for some reason the counting didn't work. So I don't know how the mechanism works in it. If I just did continuous swimming um, and I only measured over sort of four or five hundred metres, was bang on every time. Does it, can you get ones that count stroke? Um, you can get those metronome type things that you can uh, they beep and you can put it under your cap and you get a beep and so you can swim to a stroke okay, yep. uh, don't know about counting strokes
0: I, I'm just interested because when I used to do long sets the counting was a bit of the mind game mm-hmm. it kind of mentally made it like I'd count from like if I was doing 200 laps on a 25 metre pool you know counting tens yep and that was kind of like so if you remove that aspect I wonder what the mind game changes well you can still
1: you don't necessarily need to remove that aspect but this can just be your, your back check like, yep. especially if you're doing a time trial or something like that um, the worst thing is if you end up doing too short or too many or whatever yeah. but it's just it's just a good little tool so if you go to swimt3.co.nz nz people in, key, in New Zealand um, under electronics I think you can get it and no, i got a huge one here it is I st- I and it's called the poolmate Mate Stroke Count Watch oh no so it's Stroke Count you just maybe, haven't looked, maybe, you didn't maybe, set it up properly maybe, mate. Maybe, well no, you, maybe there is a function for doing stroke counts, but I was just using it for counting laps. The
0: poor mate uses the state of art accelerometer to measure the movement of the wrist during a swim stroke. Advanced digital signal processing technologies and software algorithms have been developed by our engineers to pick up the stroke and lap information and recognise swim strokes.
1: And so that's why when I changed, you know, say I did like a 300 where I threw in a bit of backstroke and breaststroke, that's why it would have got a fold down. Because
0: I think if you can get a tool like this as well for your strokes per length, mm-hmm. you know, if you are trying to get longer with your stroke, yep. then this is a really good tool to help you do that. Exactly. Because, you know, again, that, that counting when you used to, you know, you had to, I don't know how many strokes per length or something, yep. and, and I always lost count and just. Yeah, it's a made special it, like, price
1: it. even on, on the website now $179, down from 199 Love your work. Be so, thank you right very now. much to Mary McDonald for helping out today. Sponsor! Coffeesofhawaii.com. You want to go to the family
0: page, John? Well, no, I was, no I was, we're going decaf oh, today, we're going Bevan. Decaf, John. You know because why? We, why? Because you want to sleep at night. You do. And my partner, Joe. Yes. She doesn't have a coffee after 12 o'clock. Yes, sensible. Why should get her some of this. You should. There you go. <laughs> Housewarming present for her. Housewoman, do you buy do you buy housewoman present for your own house? No, not really, but, <laughs> but get to drop. You'll be buying me one, but won't you that's what there you go. can get me. Get you. And so they've they got lots of blends. That's what's cool about it. So it's not just one kind of type. They have You've got your macadamia you know, you know you, know, you like your macadamia yep. nut. Island, island style, style macadamia nut, decaf. And then they've got um Island style Maui Molokai toasted coconut. Oh, now that sounds good, doesn't it? It does. Decaf. Because that's the thing, you know, like Coffee is it's a nice taste, isn't it? And mm-hmm. I suppose if you are that person who, you know, wants to kind of remove the caffeine aspect of out of it for a certain period of your day, mm-hmm. a decaf could be a really good way of doing it. So you could kind of go, okay, well, I'm going to have, you know, my coffee in the morning to get me rolling, which yep. is which is scientifically proven to help because that book yes, I read.
2: Yes.
0: And then, um, you know, maybe at lunchtime you'll kick in again, but then in the afternoon, or or let's say you get home from work and you feel like coffee, or at seven o'clock at night, you know that could affect your sleep patterns. Whereas you could still have the coffee flavour. Wiff out the caffeine, John. There you go. You can also get some Kona Nightingale.
1: So remember if you're gonna get any coffee, remember go to our website, our webpage first and you get all discount codes um, and there's lots of different options
0: you can get. Molokai Island, aerobic coffee flavoured with premium Hawaiian-grown vanilla beans, but in decaf, a coffee that makes the perfect caffeine free cup. Oh, afternoon break. I'm salivating again, Bevan <laughs> It's coffees of wire.com. As we put out some more LMP. So, <laughs> so check it out. Coffees of Why they're the greatest supporters of the show. So check, 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 check it out. We won't do this week, we'll do that next uh, week. Sorry, James, you got bumped again. <laughs> James, what James? Said, but it's a good one. James always rates himself, yep. so he goes, "Okay, well, what can I rate? You know, what's my chances of getting on the show this week for the content?" And he actually sent me some thoughts. I think he got an eight point. I think he gave himself an eight point five for this one. So you've, you've got. Okay. It and it's getting on there, but not this week. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll do some. We'll do questions and answers, and then last sponsor after yep. that. Okay, questions and questions. answers. Hi, John and Bevan. Stop in the Joan, name of
1: love. we've Got to mention in our news um, for what? Kiwi Kiwi what listeners. Are we doing now? No, hold on. This is something else oh. for Kiwi listeners. The epic camp going long, going hard. Oh, you did, didn't you? DVD, yeah. uh, not DVD. Um, show is going on Sky Sports. I put the details up on our Facebook page. Uh, it is on. Was it April fifth? I April think I put the Facebook page. Okay, that uh, was a pretty
2: good pull. <laughs> it was pretty good pull. <laughs> was right I was to the village. top. <laughs> um,
0: okay, here we go. Sky Sports. Uh, this Wednesday night, eight thirty p.m. No, oh we're no we're next Wednesday.
1: say the sixth of April. Um, going hard, going long. Sky Sports One, eight thirty
0: PM. You really? You should film it and watch it continuously. You
1: know what I'm getting next week, David? What are you getting on, on the fifth? Are you getting my time? Sky? getting the T box. What's the T box? It's the Telstra version of my Sky.
0: Which is basically for USP overseas, It's kind of like um, the TiVo. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. overseas.
0: It's just record being able to record on the.
1: I don't watch uh, drive. TV. I don't,
0: I don't watch TV at all, really. I, when I'm at Joe's, I watch a little bit of news. But but I have to admit, the idea of having one of those does make it appealing because. I, like sometimes my mates will give me like Duncan used to always give me TV shows to watch so he'd mm. give me like The Office and all those programs and I'd watch them because they're really great and then when you watch TV ads just frustrate me because I'm not conditioned to watching ads yeah. and whereas nowadays you can get rid of the ads can't you what what I I, I cracked I cracked <gasps> the moment of cracking what happened John well,
1: in TV New Zealand like every night at 8.30 if you want to sit down and watch Sank, you basically got to choose between Law and Order CSI right. Criminal Intent and I was just sick of these murder shows that Blinder watched every night and I just <laughs> cracked I, I, just, I said I'm getting it
0: I've I'm I'm done it I've done it, it. 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 there was no, no negotiation, negotiation. You she, she just wanted, made
1: the call she wanted curtains and all this stuff in the house I said we haven't got any money at the moment you know it's hard times <laughs> earthquake but, but what is it called
0: um, T-box tea T-box tea <laughs> <laughs> getting the tea box We're getting the tea box and so well, wait a second so what'd she say she was okay with that so now what will you watch sorry Cause, oh, cause we're, we're the
1: world our stuff. is our oyster the world is You're your oyster 24-7 sports <laughs> replays of every triathlon so imaginable. do you have Sky
0: TV? we do but <laughs> that's the thing it's yeah, all but offensive. wait because I, I was in a hotel this weekend and I only have Sky 1 do you have Sky 2, 3 and all the sports channels? Sky Sport 1, 2, 3, ESPN how many channels you got? oh enough
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> enough <laughs> anyway what does that sting you a month? well it's part of a package better <laughs> 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 I got TV, internet, telephone,
0: T box, and now uh, the T T box. T box. We do, you know. We, we it's interesting in this time we communicate so much, but it does cost you a lot to communicate. Hey, eh? or you know, like to, or to consume. Up. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to the question. So, oh, Sky TV next Wednesday night eight thirty for John on TV. Will you T box it? Hopefully you have your T-box by I've, then. I've got a
1: DVD copy. So anybody overseas, if you want to get it, go to stormyshop.com and uh, you can get a copy of that.
0: Okay. Uh, uh, who is Joe, this? Joe Lawn Oh, Joe Lawn, Okay, email. so Joe Lawn and good old Stephen Madman Lordy Lord um, are putting on a camp for Everyday tri- everyday Training Camp, which is their website, everydaytraining.org.uk. And they're putting on a training camp, uh, one week of highly focused triathlon training in a dynamic group environment.
1: And we had Joe on the show a couple of weeks ago and it was the camp's full and it's all going ahead but they're going to be doing like an epic style blogging and stuff on the camp so there'll be reports it on there. So it's, it's full. Are you yeah, sure? Um, I'm, I'm 95% sure because it's next week anyway. Um, but I think what she was trying to bring attention to is they're going to be blogging every day from that. So if you like the sort of epic camp style Blogs where people comment on the camp, etc., and tell you what's going on on the inside. Go to everydaytraining.org And knowing these
0: two, this isn't going to be a light training camp. I wouldn't have thought so. I, I don't think it's going to be a oh, it's an hour swim, yeah. twenty minute bike ride, bit yeah. of a run. Yeah. No. Let's have a look. Oh, it. No, no, no. yeah. yep. so starting be, next week. Okay, so check, check, check it out.
1: Adam Tuck sent us in the next one. iron man training in the heat. Oh, okay, he so he's, he's qualified.
0: He's, he's, a, he's our situation, isn't he? So. He's he's trained for Ironman
1: UK and he's uh, living in Qatar and obviously it's extremely hot over there and it's just going to get hotter from here on in so running is a real issue for anybody over there. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be his first Ironman so obviously I can use treadmills but mentally I'm not sure if I can manage more than an an hour on one. Swimming should be fine, biking should be okay um, but the run worries me. Any suggestions for training? Simple answer is... Move. If you (laughs) you can't... um, there's no there's not really many shortcuts in triathlon. Um no. you've got to make most of what you've got. And the, the reality is, you can't go out and do three-hour runs over there. So, ways to minimise it being quite so hard. I've got a couple of suggestions: is try to run really frequently, like run off every bike, and just try to get your running frequency very, very and, high. And
0: with that, are they going for much time? Or like, is 20 minutes so enough? Just, just getting used just to it. Moving. Every little bit of running is
1: um, is gonna gonna count, and you know, it just goes into the bank. So, run off every single bike. Um, try to get your legs a bit tired for some of your runs so maybe doing things like run bike runs if you can do a bike inside where it's nice and cool if you went out and say did
0: What about like something like plyometrics before you run was. Yeah,
1: potentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if you can if you can get that running together, if you guys go say for an hour run, if you can manage an hour there, come back, do some a bike session, then go for another hour run, you're getting two hours of running in there. So you've got to, just got to get creative in ways you can run. I've got plenty of guys now that are doing long runs on the treadmill. You just got to get used to it.
0: I think the thing with the treadmill is you've got to do a few things. A you've got to remove the time barrier. You can't have the you've got to cover up the time. Yeah. Um and I think you know like as much as you're not a big fan of iPods, I think you've got to make everything oh, yeah. as mentally as easy as possible on a treadmill because it's just such a boring thing to do mm. and so you've you've got to create a playlist of of mm. either good podcasts or good books or or good music you know if it's got a TV try to do it in around times where it's got programs you can watch or or on your iPod or iPhone you could actually have something that you can watch on that mm-hmm. so while you're doing it because I've done a three hour run on a treadmill and 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 I and I did I didn't actually find it as hard as I thought I could mm. would because I did kind of mentally prepare beforehand yeah. and I think if you are you know you're going to have to do your long runs aren't you yeah. you know on the treadmill so yeah. um, it's more going into it how can you make it as mentally easy as possible and also as you've got here make it interesting yeah use all the functions on the treadmill if you've got if you're on a good treadmill you know you can make it a bit hilly
1: and, and don't maybe don't manually do it. Do it if you yeah, can do set a program. Programs, you yeah. don't know what's coming up, and that'll just change up a bit. So you just go try to make it as interesting as you can on the treadmill. And always the
0: think for your muscles, you know, if you're just doing that one movement on a treadmill for three hours, yeah. you know, actually, you know, you actually want to mix it up a little bit, so you totally. don't kind of. Um, Too
1: much, and that's really the main things. I think, obviously, when it's very hot, you know, using really good recovery techniques instead of in terms of your hydration, cold baths, etc., is going to be really important so you don't nuke yourself every single day of the week. Um, but at the end of the day, as we've sort of said, is try to run frequently, but somehow you need to try to maybe even make it fortnightly trying to get on the, the treadmill in terms of doing a medium long run. Um, but if you're not doing big long runs um, obviously the Ironman it's going to be a bit of a shock to the system
0: and it's not going to be ideal like running a treadmill is not like running on the road so it is you're not getting that hard impact that you'd get on the road because the treadmill bounces and the other thing I think probably I'll just talk to you quickly is don't run yourself slow on a treadmill Mm -hmm. and I think that's where you need to think about having a programme that you can work towards because often people who run long on treadmills just yeah, and I've been guilty of it myself a lot of times, and it's you've got to have something that's going to keep it interesting, but also has a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. So maybe within each hour, at the end of every hour, you do a fifteen-minute block where you pick up the intensity or, yep. or lift the incline, and then you get a five-minute rest and refocus. Um, Stuart, the Edge of Danger Mill sent through a lovely email, so I thought I'd read it out. Um, he's got just got glad to see you guys are safe after the earthquake. My wife and ten-year-old son, who sometimes listen to the show, were upset when they heard about the earthquake. My wife even said, "Hope they're okay." They're our friends, which I thought was so nice. lovely. Yeah, it's really so <laughs> lovely. Uh, you guys have created an amazing sense of community around the world. Uh, he And he's gone home complaining complained about longer shows, but then he's saying he actually loves it, so it just means he has to train harder. So um, I just thought it was, you know, like to, um, Stuart's wife and, and his young uh, son, you know, it, it was, I just read that and I thought, wow, it's really great. So... Um, I know John and I get heaps of value from this, but we really do appreciate all the support you guys have shown us in this last period of time. It's pretty amazing. Do you want to do book reviews? Do that next week. James, You're everything's welcome. been pretty Thomas has got to go to swimming lessons <laughs> shortly.
1: There you go, John. So um, sponsors? Extreme Endurance, scroll up. Oh, scroll up. The Mountain Snail has delivered oh, a So, um, the Mountain Snail. Um, he's getting a lot of mentions lately, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Hey, flavour of the month. He was uh, sceptical, as a lot of people were, in terms of extreme endurance as to whether it would work, but he thought, you know, I'm going to get on there, I'm going to support the show, give it a crack. Great. Um, he trained up and did Ironman New Zealand. Um, he said, it's probably age, but I've he's had a huge problem with sore legs um, in training for his th- past three Ironmans. John's not that old. Yeah, come on, John, get over it. (laughs) Uh, This season, my volume's picked up, and I was flabbergasted. Like you say, it really does seem to accelerate your recovery from muscle soreness incredibly. It reminds me of being 21 again. Um, He said, I had a far bigger year this year than previously, and have had nearly no leg soreness at all, even in my big weeks. Um, so he's he's found he had really good experience with it. So the question um, also he had, and we sort of covered this last week or the week before, in terms of how frequently you should use it. Whether you just use it for a month before the race, or um, and Sandy's advice has been, you know, you should use it year round um, if you're in serious training. Yep. Um, so we'll, we'll ask him again next time in terms of whether you should have. A break do you know what I might
0: do? Because I've pulled off it because I'm, I haven't been doing much tri training, but I've been doing this crossfit and mate. I'm a mega painful city like yeah. seriously last week I was like an 80 year old cripple like mm-hmm. really really bad all week and um, it's so extreme and it's so hard on the body but I'm also enjoying it. So I might actually get back on it and see if it actually helps. Because the thing about CrossFit, which is really interesting, is that they chop and change it all the time. So you don't really get that conditioned. Right. Then, you know, every day different. It's not like you kind of turn up and do the same thing. So I'll jump on it and give you my ideas after a few weeks of trying cool. it. So if you're going
1: to um, go on xendurance.com, use the code talk and you get a 20%
0: discount. So get on it. Okay, John sponsors... Athlinks.com um, Get and tell us about your races. Coffees of Hawaii. Actually, if you tell us about your race, we'll tell someone. We'll tell the show about it. First person who goes on Athlinks, puts their race in, and emails it to us. Okay. We'll tell everyone about You've what you are doing You're get yourself up for a lot of emails yeah, you know, have if you ever put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Coffees of Hawaii. Um, decaf. Don't want it. I Ex- oh, don't, don't want caffeine. I want decaf. <laughs> yeah. Extreme endurance. Uh, mountain snail he's just he's fired up and he had, he had a PB didn't he in mean, New Zealand I'm pretty sure he did yeah, yeah I actually always really think it's pretty great when you've got guys who are getting a little bit older you said it yourself Mountain and Sal. Yeah, I'm just repeating what you said who are getting faster like that must be really cool Why? because age is an excuse hmm. for a lot of people and you know, and it's gonna be hard for someone like you because you you're yeah, never, you know you're gonna to get to 450 and you screw. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, like guys who are continuously getting better and yeah. age is going against them. Well,
1: I've got a guy a coach who's been in age group of the week before, and he's uh, I think he's mo- give just, him, just give moved. Him some love. Steve Haddon. Steve Haddon. Um, oh, he's just moved into the 50. I think he's just moved into the 50, 54 age group. Yep. Um, and like at the weekend, he did a PB for a 20k running race. Really? Uh, I've been coaching for about five six years now. That's and awesome, he eh? Keeps getting better. Good um, on Steve. And what was B- Big Bull's name? John Big Bull's Barnes. John <laughs> Big Bull's Barnes, I love it. <laughs> what you triple B. What's your, what's your goss? What's my goss? I'm going to swimming lessons in about two minutes. Oh, you, uh, you, for, you for Tommy. Well, no, because you were angry, John. Yeah, but there's some, some cowboys in Christchurch. Like, I am put a lot of effort into doing these auctions, and I'm really optimistic about trying to get Christchurch going again. Yep. and have um, bit. And there's just some cocks out there. <laughs>
2: Well, come on John give your rant let it out on the show John
1: needs
0: some love right now you know,
1: contractors are working You know, in terms of all your tradesmen they're working extremely hard on getting things going again and the guy who's done our roof is just a bloody robber so um, I'm very I'm angry about it but I'm also just disappointed in humanity Dis- disappointed you know what John
0: what don't let the one person bring the rest of the world oh, down well. all we can do is like Gandhi said is be the better person mm. well, he's, he
1: screwed himself so I don't have a problem with it
0: cause yeah because what happens now is because the EQC which is like the big government organisation doing the insurance is if, if guys who are doing the work are going to screw them they'll just basically take them off the list yeah. and this guy's kind of
1: he could have had you know, five, year, five years of continuous work and now he's screwed me and he's going to screw himself so yeah. touch that
0: so. the joke's on you what's his name? no we can probably can't do that yeah but probably not do that quite, <laughs> can't yes. and shame. Um,
1: but outside of that um, I went to Malula Bar got back and just enjoying being back on the bike a little bit I need to work on my
0: flexibility oh really? My back gets a bit sore because I'm so slack on my
1: hamstring stretching. Oh, John, do it! So I'm
0: going to do it. Why don't you do it? Um, Because it's the least important thing, isn't it? It's
1: not the least important thing. It's just I I wasn't just lazy laziness It's not acceptable. Lazy. You practice what John I preach. So lazy. Bevan, what's happening in your world?
0: Well, John, I was actually hoping that one of the listeners wasn't a cowboy. Because, mm. you know, last week we got an email from the, the engineer saying, come and do, the, do the, um, the, look at your new house, do the engineer's report. Yep. And it was a filinator. The
1: fillinator And he said it was, uh, he said there's cracks all through. And he yeah, said, don't be right. that house. <laughs> Crikey. Pull up, pull up. Get
0: out, get out now. <laughs> no, yeah, she said it's okay. There's a bit of foundation stuff for the garden, but that's actually been, that's pretty obvious. And insurance covers company covering that. So, uh, a few more things to the go, guys, and we'll know probably this time next week we'll know if we're buying it. Nice. It's, it's pretty expensive buying a house right now because you've got to get an engineer's report oh, yeah, and your yeah. builder's report. We're, we're doing like a $600 one because you want to yep. make sure 100%, and then yeah. insurance, you know, everything's just the, the process is a lot more expensive right now. Mm. So, um, but such is life. Um, what's it? We, we're getting famous. Why? I was in the supermarket the other day. Back it up. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it was Mark. What, I think it's name
1: he lives on Fisher Ave.
0: Nice, just around ch- the corner ch- from us. Just challenged
1: Wanaka and he came up to me in the supermarket and said, "Hey, listen to the show." Aww. Great. We're famous. We're, our fame takes us about one kilometre down the road. But then I got to give a little love to somebody yelled out in Australia. I was out for a run, and he was
0: helping at the race. He goes, "Oh, I love the podcast." And I was, I was running on. I was focused. No, you're not just you're not just locally famous. You're an internationally international famous star. And this week you're going to be on Sky. That's right. See, when I was on Sky, I was only a voice. Yes. You know, and, and I got a lot. Of, you know, I did get a lot of love from that voice. Yes. But you're in the face. You've just taken it to the next level, John. I'm a little bit disappointed. Oh wow! What have I got coming up this week, John? I've got no great that, fitness on Friday morning. Yeah, the, the, the gym have been put, put on some free stuff around town, but they've really met, mucked it up a little bit. So I've <laughs> <that. laughs> And then just cleaning up the house. Yes. It's all about that now. Yes. Getting on in the rental market. So. Oh well, rock and roll. I think it's this week's show. It is. I'm Russ. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Trade smart. Kia kaha. Car. Right.